Welcome back, everyone, to the NFT Nation podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I am blessed to have XT Dev from the Everburned Crypto Project with me today. XT is a developer inside the Web3 space, and he and his team are currently developing the Everburn Reflection token, as well as many different UK use cases for the token. So with that brief introduction out of the way, I would like to welcome XT onto the show. How's it going, man? Welcome to NFT Nation. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show and uh, talk about Everburn a little bit and, any other qu- and answer any questions you might have. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm really excited to... Uh, get a better understanding of what you all do at the ever uh, at, at everburn and with the everburn token but kind of before we start with the questions do you care to give the audience maybe a brief summary of who you are and kind of what you do sure no problem at all man um so yeah um i'm xd right i've been around in crypto since probably late 2013 early 2014 um, I've been involved in IT since uh, a very young age, probably behind a computer since I was five. Uh, tech and IT has always been my niche, right? Um, it's something I did from a very young age, and it's something I just naturally, uh, I was just naturally good at. Um, as far as development goes, I probably my first line of code was probably when I was like six or seven years old. I used to get these. Uh, my brother used to be into, my older brother used to be into IT at the time. And we used to get these magazines at the house. Um, they were more like computer magazines, but with like some programming code in there too. And my incentive at the time was uh, in every magazine they showed up, there'd be like eight pages of code in the magazine. And it, it was it was a game, you know what I mean? So the incentive at that age to type this code into a computer was that if you did it right, you get to play a video game at the time. And we're talking about mid eighties now, right? So I'd sit there, I'd uh, type all this code in there, and obviously it would never work, right? Because there would be <laughs> there'd be bugs all over the place. And hey, after a few days of banging my head against the wall, you know what I mean? I gave my brother to help me out. We get it going, and uh, I get to play some very basic uh, game on a on a computer from the '80s, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of my how I first got into development. But uh, IT was uh, always my thing as well. I um, Probably in my teenage years, uh, that's how I made some beer money. I would uh, fix my, like, people I knew, I'd build their network for them, and i set their computers up, and uh, I'd do that enough to get some uh, some extra beer money, so i go hang out on the weekends with my friends, you know what I mean, during my teenage years. Yeah. And, and then, yeah, I started working uh, professionally uh, when I was 18, while I was in college, you know? Ooh. And then... Uh, a little after 9-11, I uh, broke up and opened up my own business. I, today, I run uh, an IT company, um, roughly about 30 employees. I've uh, been doing that for a little over 20 years um, while I was still in crypto. I'm in my 40s right now, so I've been doing this a long time. I've built multiple businesses. I consider myself a serial entrepreneur. I've built multiple businesses, but my main business is the IT company that I run. And now Everburn, which is something that I recently got involved in. Uh, building uh in march when we launched yeah awesome that's a kind of amazing way to kind of describe uh kind of your upbringings with tech and everything that's really cool i'm really excited to learn more about uh kind of what you do with everburn before that you kind of care to explain maybe some of your hobbies outside of the crypto space obviously you talked about how you 
uh, are big up are a big coder and big programmer. You kind of maybe what what other hobbies do you have? Whatever. Well, uh, what been, else uh, kind of brings you? Into yeah, that? sure. Uh, besides uh, being good at IT and code and all that, I'm also really big on sports. Right. So, as a kid, uh, I played a lot of basketball, a lot of football. Right. Um, and today, uh, I still I still play basketball today. Um, not as fast as I used to be. I don't jump as high <laughs> as I used to. I used to at one point in my life, but um, now uh, I have kids, so I, I do a lot of coaching, right? So I coach a lot of kids. Uh, I coach my son. I coach my daughter. My co- my daughter plays AAU basketball. My son plays uh, travel baseball. A uh, little of everything, you know. Um, and I'm heavily involved with that. I'm heavily involved in my business, and I'm heavily involved in crypto. I don't know how I find the time to do half of this stuff sometimes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, I can I can definitely relate to uh, finding trying to find time to do certain things. But if it, if it brings you enjoyment, it's all worth it in, in my opinion. But since we are kind of on the NFT Nation podcast, I do have to ask: Maybe what was your first experience with an NFT? My first NFT. Wow, I, I have so many of them that are. I probably have over a hundred NFTs and. Most of them are worthless, but <laughs> um, let's see. Maybe back in CryptoPunks with Ethereum. Oh wow! Yeah, I've, I've told you I've been here for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. CryptoPunks kinda... probably first if I had to. Yeah, maybe talking some, about that. Do you mind? Uh, if, do you mind asking if you still hold or? I do not. Sold I some... sold that a while back. Oh wow! Well, I sold it. Uh, I probably I sold here, it before the the craziness. It was definitely still worth a lot more than it was. But uh, yeah. yeah, about two years ago, I sold a lot of my stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really impressive to see that you got in so early, and that's another reason why I wanted to interview you because you've been here in the crypto space mm-hmm. for a while, and you have definitely seen a thing or two. So I'm excited to learn about your kind of history, but. Can you kind of explain how coding and your coding past has kind of helped you build this project? Well, yeah, sure. Um, whatever. I was more of a C C plus plus developer, right? Um, yeah. And a lot of I did a lot of .NET, a lot of uh, a lot of Perl, a lot of like Unix Linux based programming as well. Um, I listen. You, you definitely need uh, before you get into Solidity and before you get into Web 3.0 um, development, which is very Java heavy. Um, you need to have a programming background. You need to understand programming, object-oriented programming. You need to have a basic understanding of the different kinds of methods and um, different things that you need to, to build software and code and just structure your code. So, yeah, there, there's some developers out there who just learn Solidity and just using that as your basis, you're probably not going to be as strong as somebody who's been, who has experienced other programming languages and just like techniques and styles and best practices when you're building code and debugging mechanisms and stuff like that that you have to implement in your code to just get cleaner code, easier to manage, right? Yeah. Um, being uh, disciplined when it comes to adding comments so that when you revisit your code two months later, you remember what you wrote, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot of I've seen a lot of we call them script kiddies who are just uh, copy paste the warriors who will just copy paste a lot of code put it together 
hope it works and deploy a project. You know what I mean? Those projects typically have a lot of bugs, can be exploited easily, um, and that's just just because the original developer just didn't understand what he was doing. He was just copying and pasting and crossed his fingers, you know? And he said, if it works for somebody else, it's going to work for me. But you definitely need a background, a good background to build uh, to build quality software. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. Um, so definitely having experience goes a long way in this industry. That's awesome. Yeah, you can. I can definitely tell that uh, your your work is pretty fair, or I would say your work is very good, especially with the Everburn project. I can tell that the uh, kind of programming past fits in there, especially with just how to manage all of the work. But to kind of hop into the bulk of this interview, can, do you mind to, for all the listeners that might be new to the Everburn project, do you mind kind of giving them a Cliff Notes version or kind of a summary of what the kind of project is before we start? All right. So, yeah. So let, let's first take a step back. So what is a reflection token? A reflection token is a token that charges a, a small tax on every transaction, whether it's a buy, a sell, a transfer. And it takes a percentage of that and reflects it back to its holders. So let's say very round numbers. Um, there is a million tokens and there's 10 holders who each hold uh, 10%, right? Every time there's a transaction, um, if we're taking, again, 10% to keep it round and simple for the math part of it, of every transaction, that 10% gets sold and gets reflected back to each person based on their portfolio size. So you'll take that 10% and then split it um, 10 ways and everybody would get a, a piece of that in essence. So it kind of gets every transaction, a percentage gets sold and it gets reflected in essence back to uh, all of its holders, right? And now that obviously, those numbers are not that round. Obviously in the real world scenario, there's all kinds of uh, percentages based on your holding and the smart contract uh, does that calculation. It automatically distributes um, everyone's share accordingly. Right. So on a high level, that's what a reflection token is. Right. Um, I was involved in investing um, in a whole bunch of different uh, reflection tokens, uh, probably in quarter four of 2021 uh, when they were pretty hot. Um, one of the big ones that I was involved with that that became pretty popular was Etherprint. Right. Um, that one was probably one of the first reflection tokens that didn't reflect back in its native currency. It actually sold um, that uh, the percentage of tax that it did and it, it would reflect back in Ethereum, which was kind of a, a first of its kind and unique in aspect. So it kind of became popular and it kind of went a little bit of viral, right? It didn't end too well. Um, they had their problems <clears throat> and uh, the price came crashing down. but. The the premise of that project kind of intrigued me, right? I was like, wow, this is a cool idea of how reflection tokens work, uh, how it's actually, it's smart that you're not reflecting back in the same currency, you're actually giving something else, right? Um, yeah. Something that I guess you could, you could argue maybe it's more valuable in the token, maybe it's not, but uh, Ethereum, great baseline to, to reflect in, right? Uh, top blue chip token. So, um, 
Yeah, so the the, the premise of that was great, but the, the problem was that it was pure volume based, right? So the reflection only happened on trade volume. If there's no trade volume, there is zero incentive to hold the token, right? So I was looking at that and I go, how do you solve that? And that's where I came up with the whole burn mechanism. I go, okay, you do that, but you also add a layer of uh, deflation to the economics of the token. And that's where Everburn, uh, the concept was born. Uh, I probably started, uh, that concept came around around December, January when I was planning it and uh, just asking different people saying, hey, what do you think of this idea? Um, and how do you make holding this token sustainable, right? So we have the reflection part, which we reflect in, in Tether, right? So we're doing the same thing that Etherprint was doing in essence, uh, but we're paying on Tether instead of Ethereum. But the difference is not only are we charging a tax that we're reflecting back to the user, but we're actually taking a percentage of that as well and we're burning it forever. So in essence, we started off our total market cap, uh, circulating supply, I mean, with 1 billion tokens. But as you, as every transaction that happens on the network, that uh, total circulating supply uh, starts to shrink over time, right? And it eventually will um, deflate, in essence, down to zero. Um, I don't know if you looked at some of the, uh, if you go to our website, uh, everburn.io, uh, we have some, in, in our white paper, we have some graphs that we made that shows like um, <clears throat> an inverse exponential curve because it, mm -hmm. it's percentage-based. Uh, as we approach zero on the circulating supply, the burn slows down, right? It's just math, the way it works, right? Yeah. Uh, but in essence, at the same time, it will never run out of supply. Because no matter what, um, if you're burning 3% of every transaction, if you're burning 5% of any number, so if, you, if you're burning 3 or 5% of any number, okay, there will always be 97 or 95% remaining that goes back. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in essence, that 5% of any number will always leave 95% remaining. It's just mm -hmm. if you look at the math, you know what I mean. It'll, it'll never hit zero. You know what I mean. It'll just yeah. slow down exponentially. So that's kind of the premise, where you're constellating uh, using deflation to, uh, in essence, um, <clears throat> the value of the token. All right, becomes more rare as more and more it gets burned. So that that was the incentive, in essence, to hold ever burn, but at the same time you're reflecting. Yeah. But again, it's it's still volume based, but it helps a lot, right? Obviously, we've seen in this whole market correction that it doesn't really matter what token you have, everything's gonna get affected and everything's gonna get hurt uh, because of the lack of volume and because of the mass exodus of people capitulating from the market right now. There's not really a lot of volume in a lot of different uh, tokens, regardless of reflection or not, right? So that's where we kind of turned around and said, okay, how can we continue to give uh, incentive to hold the token, right? Um, and originally on our roadmap, we spoke about doing uh, Everbank, which was going to be, uh, in essence, different ways of yield farming um, and adding more residual value back to the holders, right? But we're, we kind of segued a little bit, and we came out with a new product that we're coming out, um, which we called Everbuild. Everbuild. Um, I'm going to segue a little bit into that. 
ever build is more of like a Fiverr Upwork style website where it is uh, a talent exchange, right? And the talent exchange of you have your web developers, Solidity developers, uh, blockchain developers, influencers, marketing professionals in crypto, uh, accountants, lawyers, uh, exchange listings, pretty much a marketplace that is very niche and very specific to crypto. Um, and um, somewhere where as a project leader or a project developer or somebody, a uh, project team, somewhere where they can go specifically one shop to kind of find talent, which is really hard to find. Yeah, that was one of our biggest challenges uh, um, when we were building Everburn. Obviously, on the development aspect, we were covered, but like trying to find the right marketing, trying to find different talent in different areas was, 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 was difficult. I know I kind of went off uh, a little bit of a tangent there, but um, do you have any questions while I... Uh, well, yeah, said so, so far before uh, you know, I keep going. Into yeah, Everbuild. we can we can definitely hop uh, more into what Everbuild is, and I'm really excited to learn how <clears throat> you're increasing the use case for the Everburn token. But also with that, how does kind of increasing the use case for the Everburn token tie into how uh, holders will be rewarded and how those rewards can be increased? Correct. Yeah. So. Um... That, that's the whole goal, right? The whole goal is originally we had reflections and we have the burn and it's all about how do we roll, um, reward the ever burn holders, right? But that's what we wanted to expand on that. We wanted to say, okay, what else can we do uh, that has the ever burn holders in the center of it all and they're, they're the ones who get rewarded? How can we build around that and keep giving incentive to the holders, right? So the ever build um, project which we're uh, pretty close to launching soon. That, in essence, uh, is a marketplace exchange uh, for talent, right? So we have a whole bunch of freelancers and developers and everything I just explained a little while ago uh, as vendors, in essence, on the site, right? And then you have projects like uh, either new projects from the ground up or existing projects that are looking for some extra talent, some, some extra help. They'll come in there and they'll be, there's a marketplace and they'll exchange services and then there's fees associated with those services. Somebody might come and say, hey, I need a, a new dashboard created for my blockchain um, that will do certain statistics and uh, certain functions for my blockchain, for not blockchain, for my Solidity smart contract. Mm-hmm. And maybe the guy charges $5,000 for that service to build them uh, a, a Web 3.0 dashboard, right? Now, out of that that charge, the Everbuild platform will keep 10%, right, as a fee. 90% goes from the customer to the vendor. And from that 10%, 5% goes to operations of the Everbuild website. And the other 5% gets reflected back to the Everburn holders. So, again, we're just an, another mechanism to sit there and uh, reward the holders for holding Everburn, right? <clears throat> um, so... Yeah, so every time that the more and more volume that Everbuild has uh, in, in real services, this is a real business, like a real business, real products are being exchanged of services and, and talent. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Real money is being uh, reflected in essence to, again, to the holders. Yeah. Uh, they, they, in essence, they're, 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 
their partners in the Everbuild uh, business, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of we're taking real world businesses that are sustainable and we're saying, okay, a percentage of the profits gets reflected to the Everburn holders, right? Yeah. So that's kind of the premise and the premise is about building additional businesses and additional uh, services and adding and expanding uh, like any other business. Uh, and because my background is an entrepreneur, that's kind of where my mind went. I go, how do you make something sustainable? This is something I know how to do. This is something I've been doing for over 20 years. Why don't I do that here? And again, every service yeah. has a profit and that profit gets shared to the users. Yeah, and that's like awesome. business as a service on blockchain in a sense. You know, <laughs> smart yeah. You know? yeah, that's awesome. I really, I really can see how this would uh, give a massive use case for the Everburn token and then obviously increase the rewards for the yeah. Everburn uh, holders. And this is one of the reasons I'm very bullish on the Everburn token is because I believe in the future <clears throat> of the Everbuild platform. But you kind of explained, obviously, what Everbuild is and how the kind of platform uh, maintains structure and how it can kind of keep itself up upright with kind of the, the profit sharing and how the 90-10 split works. And kind of on that topic, if anyone, anyone in the audience is looking to get a more depth uh, look into the Everbuild platform, I will leave the Medium article where it completely explains what Everbuild is in more in depth. I will leave that in the show notes. So kind of go check that out. But I'm going to continue to ask, continue to ask questions about it. But kind of what is an Everbuild NFT share or an yeah, ENS? Exactly. Okay, perfect. Um, so, yeah, originally we were going to try to just straight up reflect uh, the profits of Everbuild straight to the Everburn holders based on their holding size. <clears throat> but we kind of found it a challenge to reliably keep track of balances of all the holders um, and find ways so people can't manipulate it. And what I mean by that is... There's no real way I I can check. I could do a snapshot and see. Okay, right this moment, we have 800 holders, and from the 800 holders, here's a percentage breakdown of what everybody has, and then based on that is what percentage um, they should be reflected, right, for the transaction that happens on Everbuild. When you do that on a smart contract basis, it's a lot easier to manage the way we're doing the reflections right now because there's a function that we add to every transfer. So every time there's a transfer, there's also, we keep track of what changed. And from there, I could tell, okay, you had 10%, now you have 9%. Or you had 1% of the supply, but you sold half, and now you have half a percent of the supply. Because every time there's a transfer, I can, I can kind of, in essence, um, update what percentage of shares you have. But when you're on a different platform that's not directly tied onto the same smart track contract as Everburn, it's a lot harder to do it from outside, right? As opposed to every transfer. The only way to transfer is with Everburn is it's the only way you could, the only way you can move any kind of funds is through the transfer function of the smart contract. Mm-hmm. When you're doing it from the outside, though. I can't in real time monitor that transfer function, you know? So we said, okay, how do you 
keep track of what everyone's balance is and and not only that but also put some kind of point system in place that says okay you've been holding for two months you didn't just buy this stuff an hour ago you know what i mean i can take a snapshot yeah. that you have 10 percent, but how do i know if you bought that an hour ago or if you bought that a month ago right so mm-hmm. how do we actually keep track and do it in a fair way. So we said, okay, this is going to be too much of a, a headache and a burden. And not only that, it's going to be, you can manipulate it. You know what I mean? I don't want something that's manipulated, right? So we said, okay, let's do it with NFTs instead. Okay. Um, we're going to mint a whole bunch of NFTs. We're going to airdrop them all to the people, right? Uh, who hold uh, Everbur- Everburn token, right? And then we're going to sell additional ones only for Everburn. Okay, the only way you can get these NFTs are from Everburn. You can't buy them with something else. Um, and if you, any Everburn that's collected to buy these NFTs, we just burn it. We don't keep a cent. So that, in essence, actually gives back incentive to Everburn um, because we're, we're doing a mass burn event by giving out these NFTs, right? Yeah. Um, and at the same time, uh, we're, um, we're keeping track of the shares of how we give Everbuild. Um, profits out in essence all right based on the nft all right and then it's going to become whoever holds the nft is who gets paid simple as that it's a share just like a share in a business or a stock let's say if you own 10 percent of microsoft stock then you know what 10 percent of the profits are yours because you own 10 percent. simple as that i don't care how many shares you had last week you own 10 percent of the shares simple as that right so that's kind of the goal um, so that's what the NFT uh, shares are, and um, that's what we're actually just building right now. We're kind of we're pretty close to uh, the, the NFT part is pretty much built already. We're just building the distribution system now of how we're going to distribute uh, the funds uh, from the profits we've ever built, and we're probably going to do that on a monthly basis. Once a month, we're going to pay out like a a distribution uh, to the shareholders of NFTs. So the, the goal there is. Uh, like we said, out of that percent, we're also going to take 1% and we're going to do, so everybody said there's 10% fee, right? So 5% goes to the operation of the Everbuild website for marketing, etc. Um, the other five, we're going to do 4% is going to get reflected to the holders. And then 1% is going to do an Everburn buyback and burn it right away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's true. I'm really excited to uh, kind of learn or kind of learn more about the project as it unfolds. And talking about the project kind of unfolding and coming to fruition, can you kind of maybe talk about how or when Everbuild will launch and if the crypto kind of upcoming bear market is kind of affecting that roadmap? Not necessarily. Um, yeah, I guess. Uh, listen, obviously, when when the market is bear, it has its pros and cons. Obviously, the con is that uh, there's no volume and prices are shit, right? But the the pros are that you don't have that constant pressure of everyone going, we want this now, 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 right? That that's one of the the pressures. Being a, a developer or a team lead is everyone is they want everything to speed of instant. You know what I mean? They want um, three months of work uh, banged out in a week. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so you don't have that pressure, which is a good thing because I could actually sit back and actually build something the right way. I can give it the proper thought. I could give it the proper debugging, the proper testing. You know what I mean? And then when it gets launched, it gets launched uh, the right way versus trying to 
half-fasted or something like that and even though that's not my style you know what i mean but you still have that pressure of everybody going when you when's it gonna come out when's it gonna come out you know what i mean yeah so with that said um as far as everbuild the everbuild website is already in closed beta uh it's pretty much ready to go right um right now the nft part of it is also almost pretty much ready to go um i've been testing uh, extensively on the um on the test that works great right um, right now we're building the distribution system of how we're going to, um, push out, uh, the monthly payments to all the holders. And we're also building the airdrop system for the NFTs to our existing holders based on their percentage, right? Of what they hold of Everburn. So that we're still working on that. We're probably a few weeks out, um, before that's ready. Um. We're also adding uh, some extra features to Everbuild uh, outside of the Fiverr style um, task exchange. We're also going to do a job board, job listing uh, setup where companies can post um, job openings for more full-time um, positions, right? And people can either post their resumes and apply for different positions for more long-term. So kind of the goal with Everbuild is going to be you have your short-term quick freelance market where you can find all kinds of uh, quick little uh, tasks and gigs and stuff like that, like uh, Fiverr Upwork style. But also we want to take advantage of the other side as well where companies can look for more long-term positions. Someone's looking for a full-time developer, someone's looking for a part-time developer, um, et cetera, different, different um, skills. But again, all crypto niche, right? Yeah. So a little of both and then as far as that side of the sites is concerned is that is businesses can come there and and post an ad uh for a month in essence and again that revenue a hundred percent of it is profit in essence and then again we'll also reflect that back to the everburn holders you know yeah awesome yeah just just continuing to add additional services different value uh and different things to keep uh you know yeah, I'm producing yeah. revenue for the holders and for the website. I'm really excited for the future of this project. I think it's um, I'm very bullish on not only the Everburn token, but kind of the Everbuild software and just how it can uh, help give rewards back to the holders. But I do have one more question before uh, for you today. But before that, I would kind of like to give you the floor and maybe let the audience know where they can find you on social media. And if you just want to let the audience know anything, just go right ahead. You have the floor. Oh, awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. I guess, uh, if you guys want to learn more about the project, um, everburn.io, you can follow us on Twitter at everburn token. Um, you could join our telegram group, which is probably the best place to get real time information. I'm always in there hanging out. We also have a discord chat, but I, I'm going to be honest, I, I hardly, I only check in there like every two or three days. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I, I, I like the score, but I just find myself not in there as much as I should be. You know, I'm, I'm on Telegram a lot more. Um, you could always uh, reach out to us from the website, send us an email. Uh, all the details are there. Read our white paper, uh, read our medium articles uh, on our Twitter site. If you go to our profile, You'll see we have a link there for Linktree with a whole bunch of kinds of links for everything that you could possibly, any information. And again, if you have something that you, a question that you don't know, come into Telegram, ask away. Well, there's a lot of people there who are willing and able to answer anything you might have about us. Yeah. And kind of on that topic, I will have uh, 
XT as well as Everburn's kind of link tree. So in the show notes, so the audience can easily find that. And actually, I really want to thank you for coming on the podcast today and kind of explaining um, what you're developing and everything like that. I'm really excited to um, continue to follow your kind of adventure inside the crypto space. But I also want to thank the viewers for listening today. But before we go, I have one more question. And is that if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Time travel. I want to go back and buy Bitcoin for a penny. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think I think the, I think the entire audience can agree with that. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Thank the thank you um, the audience for listening today. I really appreciate it. you all are the whole reason we are here. If you want to continue following uh, the NFT Nation podcast, feel free to follow us on our social medias. It is at NFT underscore nation underscore podcast. Uh, the link tree will be in the description or the show notes as well. So you can easily follow that. Feel free to send us a message or just kind of like some of our content. Well, that would be much appreciated. Also, if you learned something today and you kind of want to share this episode with a friend and let them know about what XT is building and the Everburn slash Everbuild program, feel free to do that as well. Also, leave five stars on Spotify really helps the uh, podcast grow because we are small. And by leaving five stars, it lets Spotify know that people are enjoying the content. So yeah, guys, um, I just want to say, hope you learned something today. Hopefully, uh, XT, you had a good time. Appreciate you coming on and have a good one, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks again, man. Thanks for having me. Take care, everybody.